0: Welcome to Pagan Gumbo. This is an ongoing discussion of the philosophical and practical uh, perspectives on nature-based spirituality. We're going to explore both the ancient and modern perspectives and how we conceptualize our place in the universe and the universe itself. And this is a discussion that's more about the questions than any answers. It's an examination that takes place as a result of the dialogue. And as always, your mileage may vary. And it's always a way to look at things and not the way to look at things. Our intent is to mix discussions and interviews, offer up a new serving about every other week. If you have any questions or desired topics, send them to questions at pagangumbo.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and that's about it.
1: <laughs> Everywhere there's social media.
0: Everywhere there is social media to be found. Forrest Nui Cobalt and I am one of your hosts. Your uh, other lovely hosts tonight are Seamus and Michael. Say hi guys.
1: Hey.
2: Hey.
1: <laughs> so this is the Maiden Voyage. We've cracked the bottle of champagne. The, the ship has not broken since taking out there to sea and we're gonna see what we can do here but uh, I think this is Big Love Beltane. This is Big Love we're going to spend a few minutes talking about Tane and, and giving you some information about that. And then we'll move, uh, we'll move on as the uh, waters take uh, us. This podcast is brought to you by nui Cobalt Designs and the Magical Druid. If you'd like to know information about how you can be a sponsor, please contact us at PaganGumbo.com. Or if you'd just like to make a donation to keep us in high-octane pizza and donuts, go to PaganGumbo.com for your donation. with Hole the Wall Studios. So
0: Beltane. Yeah. Beltane. Big love Beltane.
1: What about Beltane? What's your first thoughts when you think about Beltane?
0: Well, there's the sex, which is uh I think pretty much on everybody's mind when when we're dealing with this part of the year, you know, with the uh the spring has really and truly sprung. It is no longer a promise like it was at Imbolc, nor a uh, a budding like it is at Ostara. The, the flowers are truly unfurled, and uh, as the earth aw- awakes, I think uh, we as human beings in concert with the earth kind of awake in the same way.
2: I think, too, it's kind of that lingering memory of winter, the, uh, the, the past that has sort of gone away, that um, we're at a place now where... Things are brighter and things are uh, more alive than they have been. Um, and moving into that summertime, that, that sort of hinge of, of seasons, I think, is an important thing that shows up here.
1: Yeah, I agree with both of you. I think, for me, the image is that, you know, uh, up until this point, you may have finally had some rabbit. You may have, you know, eggs are starting to produce and, you know, the long cold winter is over, but you're still staring at your family. And then it seems like around May is when you get to town or the village and there's the the, it's more festive and there's fairs and that cute little redhead is you know a year older and um it, it's not just you and your family and your cattle and your your property and your things it's it's that coming to the, the the hub of community
0: yeah the community kind of comes back together after a lot of cold and isolation and dark and and so people are intermingling again and and like you said seeing each other for the first time in a while and
1: seeing who made it
0: <laughs> yeah, who, yeah who survived quite literally
2: one of the things, too, is, you know, you're coming together at this point and you're seeing all of these other people, but you also know that there's work to be done. And this is actually also a time of separation, particularly in Ireland, where um, the, the men go and work in the fields, the women take the flocks into the hills. And so this is, your, this is your chance to see people. After this, it's going to be a while before you see them again. And I think part of that is why we associate with sex and why we associate with life because it's that point where everything comes together before it goes apart once more. That's yeah. a really
0: good point. The the hunting and, and uh, going far afield is is definitely something that we just don't consider as as contemporary people. Even well, it's even the
1: start of war season, too. right? It so is. I mean, you know, yeah. you've got to rearrange those cattle. They don't rearrange themselves. Right.
2: This is true. You got to find the cattle that you like and take it home. And Take
1: it home. Yeah. So. <laughs> so to speak, literally and figuratively.
0: <laughs>
2: well, and, and part of that's why the health and safety of animals is so important, too. This is why you bless your cattle. It's because you know, this might be the last time you get to see them for a very long time. They might get taken from by you from, or by someone else from you. Um, and it's important to have those magical protections in place, those purifications that, that have to occur prior to the, the work.
1: Well, these aren't just cattle. These are wealth. Yes. Right, and survival. And survival, so absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so the uh, the magical part of it, I think, is is uh, you know that's that's really key here, and and how it translates into our contemporary experience of being pagan and being in a in a magical life, um, and how we experience Beltane in the here and now, in mm-hmm. 2017. You know, these are still concepts that that resonate with us, but we experience them differently because you know there are fewer of us who have our own cattle, and there are fewer of us that are truly um, in danger of dying over the winter. Um, so we, we kind of have to hearken back to those historical um, revenants and uh, hook into them as part of our magical practice as practicing pagans now. So uh, Well, it brings up a
1: good uh, a, a good transition into, well, what do we do today? Right. Especially as a solitary practitioner. What, how do I celebrate Belt- Beltane now?
2: Right. Um, you know, one of the things that a lot of people, uh, particularly a lot of neo-pagans, put a lot of... Um, meaning around is the idea of the, the Beltane wedding, which is not something that is really an ancient thing. You do your weddings later at Lunasa, you know, when people started showing from their belt end Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the, um, you know, a lot of groves do things like maypole dances, um, or they'll, they'll do purification rites or things like that. But there are things that, that a solitary person can do as well at their own altar, um, that I think do really well. Um, for them and one of those things if I were going to make a suggestion I would probably suggest uh, doing a little bit of meditation at your altar. Set up a pair of candles, one on either side um, and light one for the dark and one for the light because you sit here at this hinge between the two um, where where things are are well balanced and meditate on that balance within yourself Um, think about the things that, that winter has brought to you and the things that summer will bring to you. Um, Focus on that lingering memory of winter, the promise of summer ahead. Let those things sort of meet in you. Um, Form the mist that is within your heart, and then let that mist flow through you, fill you. And as it flows there, um, let it be between those lights where the mists arise, dissipate in waves. And sort of let it slide from you and be centered.
0: That's a really beautiful ritual. And I, I love, Michael, how you use the word hinge, um, because I feel like this that's a, a really apt analogy for this part of the year and how the energy is shifting in, in a very um, recognizable and, and even visceral way. Um, one of the rituals that I think is really important at, at Beltane in my personal practice is making sure that I, I am outside, Um I, I tend to be more of a homebody these days than is probably healthy for anybody. <laughs> but uh, you know, this is this is a time when it's really important, even even more important um than ever to to get outside, get in the dirt, get grounded again, you know, really allow the, the warmth of the earth to be present in a visceral way and in a physical way. Um dances with maples I think are, are a beautiful tradition. Um, generally speaking, you know, there there has to be more than, than one or two people around for that to occur in, in a successful way. But as a solitary practitioner, you can still raise that energy, that yang energy. You know, it, it is somewhat of a phallic symbol. It is, it is a symbol of sexual power and the projective uh, or yang energy um, that's coming up. It's also associated with the astrological sign of Aries as it moves, as the sun moves out of Aries and into Taurus that's uh that's really what's going on at at Beltane uh from an astrological perspective we're looking at the raw power that is Aries being translated into a physical form which is Taurus and so it it's almost the the definition of impregnation um, and uh so as a again as a solitary practitioner you can really go into that same meditative experience um Adding the layer of being present with earth, being present with dirt, and being present with trees and, and other symbols of that life emerging and projecting outward.
1: Outdoor fires. Yeah. <clears throat> if you've got a patio or those little patio fire things or <clears throat> incense, sage, anything like that, I think. But you know, to me the other the, the other concept for me is the idea that if you believe in the the cycle of the sun. This is the sun growing into power, or if it's the, the Earth Mother, then this is the Earth Mother going from from the, you know, uh, from sleeping to awake and then awake into, you know, uh, a mother in bloom shortly. So you have all these energies. It's, it's, it's the time to do things. Mm-hmm. There's a time to rest, and that's winter, but this is the time to do things. Start new projects. Get Get things in gear get out there and play in the dirt, plant, do whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is the, the you, you're, it's an act of participation. It's, it's part of what you should be doing. It's not passive.
0: Right. It is decidedly not passive. I was speaking with someone just at the grocery store today and uh, she mentioned, she's like, gosh, I've got, I've got so much more energy now just in this past week. Isn't it funny how, you know, I just, I want to do everything right now. And yeah, that, that is funny, but it's also very appropriate. That's exactly what's going on, as within, so without, as above, so below. And as as our world and and the uh, environment around us is shifting, we feel that within ourselves, especially as pagans, because we're paying attention to it deliberately.
1: I, I think the problem with any of these things when we talk about high days is that you could probably talk for several hours mm-hmm. and not get everything in. So this was just really just a... A short walk for us, but I, I want to get to, um, Hawthorne and, and, and some of the traditions with Hawthorne. But before we do that, I know that, uh, you're getting ready to do some stuff, um, and, and, and do some traveling. So you want
0: to tell yeah. us what, what's
1: going on with you?
0: Oh, it's pretty exciting. Um, I am going to be in Los Angeles, uh, at the beautiful, uh, Green Man store in North Hollywood, California. And it's such a, uh, Gorgeous sacred space, um, and I will be teaching the essentials of planetary magic. That's going to be on the evening of uh, the 12th, That's, uh, April 12th, at 7:30. I hope that uh, anyone in the LA area who is a proud pagan and Wants to come and enjoy me. I would I would be only too thrilled to see you there. And then at the end of the month on uh, April thirtieth, I will be beginning an eight week course uh, called Astrology One Hundred and One: Eight Weeks to Astro Literacy. And that will be right here at the Magical Druid Store in Clintonville, Columbus, Ohio. Woot woot! woot, woot.
1: So switch gears and tell us, so talking a little bit about Hawthorne and and what that uh, has to do with uh, Beltane. Um.
0: Yeah, the uh, the Hawthorne mythos is definitely entwined, so to speak, <laughs> pun not really intended, but it's pretty apt um, in in uh, in all of these mythologies, and not just in um, pagan mythologies or or even Northern European ones. Um, mm-hmm. It's really all over the place. I found. Some really interesting references in judeo-christian mythology where the blood and sweat of Christ became the holy thorn of Glastonbury um, where Joseph of Arimathea struck his staff into the ground and, and the holy tree uh, arrived and, and was in bloom and and um, there are people who believe that there are descendants of that tree still still at Glastonbury um, we know that Hawthorne also known as May tree or May or Mayflower uh, blooms in May. Um, and it is considered unlucky to bring Hawthorne flowers indoors. Some people say at any time of year. Some people say at any time of year except at Beltane. And there's kind of a practical element to it. Um, it there are associations between Mayflowers and plague and or death. There, there's a scientific reason for that. Um, trimethylamine is a, it's a chemical component in the blossoms that is also one of the first chemicals produced as animal tissue decays. And so people would associate that fragrance with death, very understandably so. Um, So it was, it was uh, not good to bring it into the home. Um, On the flip side, the flowers were used in an Ancient spell for beauty, and uh, the fair maid who, at the first of May, goes to the fields at break of day and washes in dew from the hawthorn tree will ever after handsome be. So apparently, if you if you can find some wet hawthorn on uh, May first and wash your face, you're going to be really cute forever.
1: I so thought you were going to say if you can find a fair maid.
0: <laughs> well, that too. I mean, hey, there's there's a lot of getting it on at, at Beltane too. Um, let me see there there's a few more one of the things that I also noticed from it again from an astrological perspective when Michael mentioned the the word hinge as an allegory for this part of the year again I find that so apt because we're entering into Taurus which is directly across the zodiac from Scorpio so if we were 6 months from now we would be looking at um we would be looking at Halloween we we would be looking um at Samhain And that's another part of the year where we're talking a lot about survival and talking a lot about sex. And we're talking a lot about uh, trust and intimacy with our partners and really blending our resources and and blending ourselves, quite literally. So these are two sides of the same coin from the planetary perspective. And it's interesting to watch those energies uh, emerge in the light and the dark as we're flipping over that part of the year. I think...
1: we live in an environment where we are lucky enough to have four seasons yeah. in in Ohio, we can have those in one day, mm-hmm. but um,
0: <laughs> yeah that's true
1: <laughs> but but traditionally we're talking summer and winter, two seasons, right. so the concept of spring and fall or autumn is really a, a newer concept, so those hinges are perfectly aligned with what you would expect exactly yeah.
2: um, The other thing that happens with those hinges at, at Belton and So in particular, um, those are also the time that the Fairies are said to move mm. housewives. Yes. so yes. they'll they'll leave their household. They'll travel to a new one, and they'll set up there either at Belton or Samhain or both. So it'd be
1: a good idea to maybe leave a little something out for the housewives.
2: Always a good idea to leave something out for the housewives, well, well, especially
1: is- if you want to find your keys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is a great idea, and that that brings me to another um, Hawthorne myth. Um, that the Hawthorne tree was pretty much established throughout m- multiple cultures as a portal between worlds. Um, again, in, in the uh, Northern European uh, cultures, we were talking about the fairy world. It was the threshold that took you from um, the mortal realm to the uh, immortal realm. Um, and there's one that, that we had talked about, Seamus, pretty recently. That is, uh, it's a more modern discussion of Hawthorne and how it, it if it's disturbed and the, the fairy folk within it are disturbed can create some problems, and that was the DeLorean plant. Sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> the, the car manufacturing plant was said to have been built in a way that did disturb the Hawthorne and did not do them uh, due honors.
1: So, so you're saying the fairies planted the cocaine? They
0: might have planted the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but we do know that there were some business problems there. So, hey, it, there is correlation. It may not be causation, but uh, we know there's, there's some kind of relationship there. Um, In Greek and Roman traditions, um, traditions of marriage and and birth, were often marked by hawthorn. Again, Christian traditions with the crown of thorns worn by Christ or the the staff of Joseph of Arimathea. In even Arabic traditions, funerals and funeral pyres, uh, apparently hawthorn burns really, really Really hot. 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 And so um, there is this constant repetitive notion of how hawthorn marks life's transitions you know the big transitions the rites of passage Um, so this is not little stuff and uh, it is you know besides being kind of stinky in the flower area (laughs) it's an incredibly well revered tree across cultures even outside of what we would consider to be of Celtic pagan traditions
1: and I'm not sure if you know this but it makes a great vampire steak Oh
0: yes the Serbian the, the Serbian impaling of vampires was done with Hawthorne that's absolutely
1: right We started talking about this to get ready uh, I don't know a week ago mm-hmm. we started talking about what we wanted to talk about and as we talked more about it the only thing that kept coming back to me was the lyrics to stairway to heaven.
0: Oh, I'm not familiar. And and I know if
1: you're not familiar, just go read the lyrics because it's it's talking about the hedge. Uh And that's, you know, Hawthorne's where a lot of the hedge and the fairy, the May Queen, all of these lyrics, these beautiful lyrics of the song that's become, you know, an iconic song is basically talking about the things that we're talking about here today. That's really cool. It's, It's really interesting. It was great. I relate everything to music.
0: Well that no that that makes a lot of sense and it's also a really good way to bring it into the the contemporary field.
1: So Hawthorne.
0: So Hawthorne.
1: Beltane. Beltane. Big love beltane. Yeah. Get your beltane on, guys. Gals. Kids. Folks. You him, her, (laughs) they, them.
2: Everyone. Everyone. Everyone.
1: Get down, get funky, and get back up again. Which brings us to the Magical Druid plug.
2: Well, so the Magical Druid is, of course, a brick-and-mortar store here in Columbus, Ohio, and available online at MagicalDruid.com, but for us, it's it's more than just that. It's an outlet for our creative joy in working with the spirits for others. Uh, It's a way for us to live the path of our work in a way that's really bright for us. Uh, We get to spend a lot of time creating and crafting ritual tools, doing spell work, uh, serving as many paths as we possibly can, not just druids, and I love the work that we get to do, and I hope that folk will take a minute to check us out online at MagicalDruid.com or to stop into the shop.
1: Like us on Facebook. All those things. And stuff.
0: And stuff.
1: So looking through the notes, I think we hit the, uh, the brief amount of things we wanted to do today. Again, we want to try to keep these around 20, 25 minutes because we know people's attention spans are short. At least mine is. Um, So we're going to throw a song at the end of this just to take you out on. This is a song that kind of relates to Beltane. But uh, wrapping up, any final thoughts for for this?
0: Thanks so much for listening. We've had a really great time talking to you about Beltane, about Hawthorne, about all of the ancient and uh, contemporary things that we can do as as practicing pagans and even just people who are who are curious about these traditions i think it's
1: been great yeah. michael anything you
2: know i just uh I, I really enjoy getting the chance to talk to knowledgeable people um I, when when we do this sort of stuff and it's uh it's fun for me to hear the perspectives the astrological perspectives the uh, the perspectives that you and I, Seamus, have had for, for many years going back and forth yeah, between us. You said knowledgeable, um, so I, I, ch- <laughs> I checked out immediately. <laughs> but no, I'm I, the comic relief in No, this.
0: don't let him fool you. Seamus is a
2: font of wisdom. But no, I, I, I enjoy doing this kind of work, and I look forward to more of it. Which brings us to you, the valuable listener. If you want to
1: know something, you need to let us know so we know... How to get it to you, research-wise and and show-wise. So, again, I know it is uh, PaganGumbo.com. Questions at Pagan Dumbo. uh, Pagan Dumbo? That's that's elephants um, (laughs) that are pagans. Um, They're really cool. Um, They do ritual. No, no, wait.
0: (laughs) They don't need brooms to fly. (laughs) just Just feathers. Pagan
1: Gumbo dot com and questions at pagan You can like us on Facebook, you can yell at us. You many of you know us uh, and, and can yell at us on our own emails. You can get a hold of us at the magical druid and at new um, newy
0: cobalt.com. Cobalt. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, oh, I'm sorry, that's not true. It's newy cobalt designs. Dot com.
1: Designs.com. Yeah. Oh, and you forgot to tell them about your new crone boxes.
0: Ah, the crone's crate. Yes, the crone's crate is a subscription service for the discerning witch. And each of the high days is acknowledged by the service. What we do is we, we curate and collaborate with beautiful artists who are uh, into the craft and who really honor the craft with, with their work. Um, every, uh, every high day we have... a crate that celebrates that high day and our next one will be Beltane, uh, featuring work from the magical druid as well as arcana wildcraft villainous soaps and coastside conjure um, you can place your order before the 15th of april that is the cutoff just like loot crate where once it's gone it's gone that's it and uh, you can place your orders at NuiCobaltDesigns.com.
1: let them know you found out about it here that's right So that's it for this this edition, this episode, this uh, train wreck. (laughs) Um, We'll be back again shortly. Um, Thank you all for listening. And uh, walk in balance, walk in honor, and walk in service. Blessing.
3: My young love said to me My mother won't mind And my father won't spite you For your lack of kind And she stepped away from and this she did say It will not be long love Till our wedding day She stepped away from me And she moved through the fair, and fondly I watched her go here and go there. And she went her way homeward with one star away as the swan. Say that no two were. But one has a sorrow that never was there and I smiled as she passed me with her good and her. Gifts. And that was the last word. And if she did say, it will.